Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just joined us, Eid Pray Love is celebrating women this month and in studio with us is Sheikh Ali Hilfi and his uncle, Uncle Sabir Modak. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you, Tasneem and all the listeners on the Voice of the Cape. Well, quite exciting, um, Sheikh. I was—I haven't seen you in quite a few months uh, since you returned to Cape Town. Um, have you been well? Alhamdulillah, been well, been busy, extremely uh, busy. But we have to make time uh, to benefit, uh, remind ourselves and the community. We have to do this. It's our duty, in fact. Well, Sheikh, I think you've re- you've returned from Egypt with your fruit so ripe, so everybody has to um, obviously enjoy those fruits and. Alhamdulillah for being busy, but it's wonderful to see that you've come into studio with your uncle. That's an honor. I'm actually humbled to be here and for him to be in our presence as well, oh, to be in his presence, in fact. Well, oh, well, yeah. Al-Chijay, where are you originally from? I'm from Indonesia, oh, in okay. Johannesburg. Oh, mashallah. And how is it visiting Cape Town? Uh, I love to come to Cape Town. I come here quite often and um, I stay with uh, my niece and I, I actually have a nice time here. Thank you. Alhamdulillah, we are super proud of Sheikh, uh, um, Sheikh Ali Hulfi. Yes, we are. And um, today he's, he's uh, prepared a wonderful topic. Sheikh, we're doing a holistic approach. So you chose holistic approach because I think it's such a sensitive topic in itself as well in terms of our brothers um, providing for ladies. We, we, we sometimes we are used to particulars. We know many a time, for example, what to do. What we don't always realize with an intensity that we ought to realize with are the purposes behind the particulars. So bear with me um, okay. as we go through this. Like the Salah and the Hajj and, and so forth, they become like rituals and particulars instead of universals and purposes. For example, you talk of the Hajj, you talk of Arafah. What does Arafah mean? It means to come to know. Do we connect with the fact that it was the place where Sayyidina Adam met Sayyidina Hawa, where it signifies our origin, our natural disposition, and how much one can come to love the next person after being distant from that person for such a long time. And this is what I mean by uh, holistic and universal, as opposed to particulars um, in, in that sense. Well, stay tuned to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. We're going to go in for a quick break, and inshallah, when we come back, it's going to be all holistic. Pray Love with Ali. Assalamu Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just joined us, we're talking women and celebrating women this month on Eat, Pray, Love on Voice of the Cape every Saturday and Sunday of course from 4 to 6 p.m. and joining us in studio now is Sheikh Ali Hilfi as well as, as his uncle, Uncle Sabir Modak. Sheikh, 
just before the break, you you explained to us what the topic would be for today. But I think before we even get there, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, because the last time we had you in studio a few months ago, and I know you don't really enjoy doing that, but um, you you had just returned from Egypt, and um, you've completed your studies at Al Azhar. And uh, as you were saying, you've been super busy. You want to tell us a bit about those that you've studied under? Okay, briefly, I've, most of the knowledge I've gained, and I've been nourished by uh, my two mentors and sheikhs, which are, who are Sheikh Siraj Hendricks and Sheikh Ahmed Hendricks of the Azawiya Institute Mashallah. in Wilma Estate. So I grew up with them, and I spent about 12 to 13 years at their feet. Um, I spent about two years in Cairo, sitting at the feet of about six or seven scholars and doing classical texts with them, having getting their blessing to then transmit those texts. And um, I've also established the Islamic Text Institute about nine years back, and it runs weekly. We do Arabic and we do uh, classical texts on fiqh and tawheed and, and tasawuf as well. So um, that's where I'm busy with. I'm also busy on Voice of the Cape every morning doing the, uh, the Asma'ul Husna, as, as you know. MashaAllah. So, yes, uh, uh, my time is, is, is full of that, but it's fruitful and it's beneficial. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, Sheikh, our actually our actual topic for today, um, the whole holistic approach, you want to go into that? Yeah. Um, we need to ask ourselves, what is this deen all about? And have we the correct concept or conception of what we are about with this deen? And how can we be sure of this? So we need to understand, for example, the idea of tadarruj stage by stage. Why was there no salahs instituted at the beginning, just one or two? And then after 13 years at the Mi'raj, five prayers. Um, why was there so little fiqh and sharia? And this is related to our topic, to the, the, the honoring of women and the human being and the sanctity of the human being. Um, why so little? And what, what was the reason for that? Do we know the first martyr in Islam was a woman by the name of, of Sumayya? And when we speak about her and mention her name, we do so with reverence, immediately thinking of her as the Ahlul Jannah, a woman of paradise. Yet she knew next to nothing about the detail of fiqh that we know, the details of hajj, the technicalities of zakat and these and so forth. So to what extent we need to ask ourselves, have we internalized these values that we bring forth into our families, from men to women and vice versa. To what extent have we then contributed perhaps to the narrowness of the deen? And have we connected to the purposes? And this is what I mean by holistic as opposed to particular. Um, Islam doesn't do away with cultures and things. It, it embraces any culture and revitalizes that culture. And in that sense, it is universal. And when we speak about the relationship between man and woman and the duties I would say rather than rights because rights is taking but can we ask ourselves then what are my duties towards my wife and towards my mother because that is giving and by universal I mean it's not particular to Muslims but to every single human being that's what I mean by holistic and universal because this is in fact the final risala or message to mankind didn't come to a particular group or sect of people. It's an open table spread out and everybody's welcome. And by narrowness, I mean, are we narrowing it down to a select few? Or have we opened the doors up for each and every single human, human being? And it's far more important for us to take lessons with the purposes, especially in today's time. Why did the Prophet come with? He never came to make war. He never came to argue. He never came to beat people. Even at Badr, he never came to make war. 
He came with a message, with a risala, a world-transforming one. And we, knew, we need to look at the attributes that went into this particular message. Um, so difficulties arise in families, between sons and mothers, between brothers and sisters, between uh, husbands and wives. But one thing we should keep on to is never to despair in the rahmah of Allah Ta'ala, regardless of our situation. We are supposed to be a positive people. We, had, we have an optimistic prophet. He always smiled. He was a cheerful prophet. He never despaired because Allah commanded us لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله Never despair in my mercy We need to step out of, out of a, a, a despairing hole If we find ourselves in there And get into a positive zone Because we have so much to give It's a message for humanity And I thought that would just lay the foundation For the rest of our talk Because a lot depends on the lens we look through And the framework we work around If that lens is narrow then we peep through a hole and see a dark black corner of halal and haram and that's it. But our deen is wide and if our lens and our view is wide, we can get a panoramic view of how things work. And we can see beauty upon beauty and we can see the next human being holistically as a body and a soul and not just a body. Um, we can ask ourselves when we look at our wives, is that just a person, a body or is she a body and a soul? Because we can ask ourselves another question, am I, why am I looking after this person? It's a ruh, it's a soul. Is it a soul possessing a body or a body possessing a soul? It's a sacred, uh, a sacred essence that we are honored to look, uh, to look after. And this is, the, this is the message Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came yeah. with as a, as a vehicle of transformation. And we have the potential to become that vehicle of transformation stage by stage. Again, we are so rights bound. What is my right? What is my right? But we can change that around if we ask ourselves, what is my duty? Because duties are, are giving where rights are taking. And um, to, to start off this discussion of respect to the next human being and the sanctity of life, we start with a hadith in which the Prophet said, خيركم خيركم The best of you are those who treat their woman properly, and I am the best of those who treated a uh, woman properly. And this was one of the last advices the Prophet came with, was to treat women with honor and with dignity. And I think that should give us a foundation of what the holistic approach, approach is, a universal approach. And we'll continue, inshallah, from where we left off there. Inshallah, we're going to go in for a quick ad break and we'll be back soon. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just joined us in studio with me is Sheikh Ali Hofi as well as his uncle uh, Sabir Modak. And we're focusing on a subject, a holistic view um, to the relationship between our, our men and women in fulfilling or rather providing but Sheikh, you've come up with something so different and i'm seeing you working with a a book in front of you um that is given such a beautiful 
beautiful uh, perspective to the subject. Here, and tell us a little bit to that before going in. Okay, this particular text is the Alaqa Dawliya. It's actually international relations, how you deal with people in a Muslim country, a non-Muslim country, a country ruled by non-Muslims and so forth and so on. But our place we are living in is between those. It's a, it it's, uh, could be in apartheid, a darul dhulm, where there was a place of oppression. But we've mm. emerged, we are positive people. Um, I'd done this text with Sheikh Siraj Hendricks over about two years and it was authored by Muhammad Abu Zahra who was a master um, of fiqh and jurisprudence in his time and like he mentioned that it shaped his views, it shaped my views as well because he deals with universal ideas he pulls out uh, what, what are the common universal ingredients in this team what did this prophet come with to change a society in the darkness, in a, in a dark state to nourish them and revitalize them and make them a flourishing tradition that has survived for over a thousand years um, and that's something, it's our duty to actually look at that so he lists here ten, ten sections and we're not going to get through ten sections in our session today inshallah because I, I believe we, we should be uh, qualitative as opposed to quantitative trying Indeed. to rush through things and just get it done but if, you, if, we, if we apply quality to it mm -hmm. and we get through two or three and the message uh, is, is, uh, comes across uh, in an understandable way, then we have done something good. We have added value to our time, don't you think? Indeed. So, so Sheikh, uh, that possibly means that we're going to be having you back in studio a few times because it would be wonderful to complete it though at some time. I can't say no to you. It's, it's <laughs> Women's Month, eh? It's Women's Month. So I can't say no. I'll be, honestly, I'm humbled and honored to, to be a part of it. Eh? The, the, as long as we can spread beneficial knowledge and uh, remind ourselves and others, then we have to do it. It's our duty, in fact. Inshallah. So, Sheikh, let's get into, into it. Okay, the first thing. Imam Abu Zahra mentions here is Al-Karamatul Insaniyya Al-Karama, the, sanct the sanctified state or the honor Al-Insaniyya of the human race Not only a particular group of Muslims Not males only, not females only But that the human being who is composed of body and soul Is a sacred entity To the point where the Prophet wasallam told his companions When they stared at the Kaaba with that awe and majesty he said, don't forget that the person next to you is more sacred than the Kaaba. And this is a universal idea. This is something we need to imbibe and take in. That me standing at that Kaaba, beating the person on my left to touch it, have I understood the spirit of this deen? That the person next to me is sacred, that he has, bears a soul. Uh, these are things we need to ask ourselves. It's not in judgment of anybody else. It's not me trying to be self-righteous, in fact, to say I'm better. But we remind ourselves. But what did this Prophet come with? What did the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam come with? He, you know, he swept the floor for his family. He took a broom and swept the floor. He stitched his clothes. He was in service of his wife. Um, and that is what we call a, a man. There's a difference between maleness and manliness. Because donkeys are male as well, and so are cows, and so, so are, are horses, and so are, are dogs. So maleness is shared across the board in the animal kingdom and with human beings. But manliness, there can be no one manly than the Prophet wasallam, who picked up a broom and swept the house for his family. And one can claim that's not manly, I'm not going to do that. 
and ask yourself, are you more manly than the Prophet Again, these are not uh, ideas to criticize anybody, but it's self-retrospection, introspection. For if you read the, the, the books of Imam Ghazali, rahimullah ta'ala, he says, Rahimallahu abdan basarallahu bi nafsi. That Allah ta'ala bestows mercy on the person who gains a, a window into the faults which lie within his own soul or her own soul. Why? So we may rectify those faults. So for me to see my faults reading these blessed texts, it opens up a window for me to, to become somewhat better. Mm-hmm. And it's not again meant to criticize or insult anybody, but just as a reminder. So the first thing he mentions is Al-Karamatul Insaniya, the honor of, of the human being. And he quotes a, a, an amazing ayah from the Quran here. And even if we just get through this one ayah in this first segment of the session, inshallah ta'ala it will benefit us a lot. Now in the midst of, of, of the darkness that engulfed the world, Divine Wahi came down in the darkness of a desert. I'm saying this to give you a picture because there's beauty in everything in our deen, in every aspect of it. So that dark desert, a, a noor of revelation came down to this earth. And that revelation screamed the following out. It said, Ya ayyuhannas, O mankind, O human beings, not O Muslims. And that is why the Qur'an is universal. It's a final message to encompass every single creation. Ya ayyuhannas, O human being, ittaqu rabbakum, reverence your Lord, be conscious of your Lord. Taqwa is to be conscious of your Lord. I'm wearing glasses at the moment. If I, I can't see without it properly. But once I put it on, I can see. And this glass should remind me of my Lord, that He has allowed me to see better through a piece of glass. Similarly, if I, uh, if I hear the door swinging open and close, Allah created that sound. That's a state of consciousness. If I walk outside and see Table Mountain, does it remind me of my Lord? If it does not, the ulama say, there's some kind of veil over your eyes and the material is blinding you from the, the eternal. That is taqwa, consciousness. So be conscious of your Lord. Reverence Him. Alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida. Who created you from a single essence. That's important here. From a single essence. So what makes me as a man better than a woman? Or what makes her better than me? If we came from one essence, that equality. Uh, um, Some people said, some Mufassirin, there was never in history a verse that equated women and men in this this even plane here. That is one essence, a single essence. وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا And that essence came forth males and females. And from this verse we can see the respect that has to grow from the two. Between the two. وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كَثِيرٌ وَنِسَاءٌ And then twained forth males and females. Males and females mentioned in one verse with taqwa and with the, the beginning of creation. But that's not it. The, the, the verse goes on to say Reverence your Lord again, whom you ask so many questions of and about. Wal-arham, and the wombs that bore you, and we seldom mention this part of the verse. Reverence the wombs that bore you. Equating the, the, the rahim in Arabic for the womb with taqwa, with Allah, with the beginning of creation. Showing the sanctity of a womb 
And you know what the womb is called in Arabic as I mentioned now? Rahim. It, its root is Rahma because it's the source of mercy. It is so unique that life from another plane of existence is breathed and blown into it, making it sacred. And as men, we need to recognize that because a community can never go forward if, if half of its community, its other half, is not blessed to go forward. Um, you've seen, uh, you know, that some places ban women from driving, for example. And that's why the community does not flourish mm. because they deem them lower. And that is what we call the Jahili state. And that understanding should, should not be present in our being, not in our lives, in our being today. We should go forth because Allah Ta'ala ends this verse with إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا Indeed, Allah Ta'ala is ever watchful over you. So this is the first idea here, that the human being is, is an honored and sacred uh, entity. And again, we, because we are, we are directing this at women, because it's women's month, and, and all these ayat are across the board, males and females, but our directive here is to honor our woman. The Prophet ﷺ said that none honors women except those who are honorable. And none despises women except those who are despicable. Again, these are universal ideas. It's not specific to a group of Muslims alone. It's universal through every religion and every culture. You can ask any human being, they will tell you that these understandings and concepts we want and we, sh we have and ought to have in our belief system. Do you have anything to add to this? Would you like to add anything to this? If it's open, we can discuss things. Yeah. Sheikh, I'm just thinking in terms of it being universal thoughts. Um, yet we find in our communities that as beautifully and um, romantic it has been placed in text, what makes it so hard mm -hmm. in community to actually exist that way? I think what I mean by um, that we have missed, not missed and not generalizing, mm. but less focused on the purposes and looked at the uh, particulars is, for example, you have a nikah being performed, that you mention the act of the nikah and the, the integrals, the arkan of it, and it's done. But when Allah Ta'ala speaks of what makes that marriage, it doesn't look at that afterwards. It speaks about love, mawadda, and rahmah, and mercy. You caring for the next person. You giving of yourself to that person whom you know is going to have faults which will come open to you, which will be manifest to you. Because it's natural when you live with somebody, faults become apparent. Yes. And how do you as a human being understand and um, these faults that are being manifest that you yourself don't want your faults to be uncovered? And you yourself knowing you have faults, how do you engage and deal with this with this person who has faults just like you have faults and like you want your faults to be covered that you need to cover their faults as well and here Allah Ta'ala says that they are garments for you and you are garments for them and a garment symbolizes that you cover the faults of another person so it's beyond the, the contract that we sign these are formalities but there's, a, there's an ingredient which is the ultimate purpose which is to bring about love the best that you can and that caring for that person and to never give up on the person and we are only human 
but we need to look at these universal ideas and the meanings behind these things. What are behind these formalities that actually make us grow as human beings? And yeah, I remind myself, of course, mm. um, as the listeners are hopefully are, are, are benefiting from this as well. There's two ahadith here uh, Abu Zahra mentions, if I may uh, yes. uh, mention them. He says that um, one of his Sahaba initially, early in Islam, told uh, uh, someone, Ya ibn as-sawda, O son of a black woman. This is what he said. Okay. And this was a rare occasion that anger was seen on the face of the Prophet because he was never angry. So when he was angry, they could see it immediately. And he responded, he said, لَقَدْ طَفَّ الْكَيْلِ لَقَدْ طَفَّ الْكَيْلِ لَقَدْ طَفَّ الْكَيْلِ Three times repeating this. You have destroyed the balance of justice. The balance has just gone down. You are destroying the social fabric and the unity of, of people by saying that. And he went on to say something amazing. He said, There is no difference in religion when it comes to the honor and dignity of people. It's all across the board the same thing when it comes to the sanctity of a human being. And he narrates then that a janazah passed by and the Prophet wasallam stood up and one of the companions then said, are you not aware that there is a Jew being carried in this beer? It's a Jew. And you know what he replied? He said, alaysat nafsan. Is it not a soul? Is that not a soul? You are seeing a Jew, I am seeing a soul. And that is the difference and that is why he was a mercy to the entire created order. Because the idea here is a final message which is universal to the entire creation and not an exclusive message to a group of people. That should outline our first section of what we mean by universal. Because this deen is, without a doubt, a universal message to all of mankind. Subhanallah. Well, Sheikh, now that we've gone into the actual view, and you're saying that there are 10 points, right? Are we going to be able to um, get a, a, an adequate message across um, just after the second? Depending on our time, we'll go through the second one. Okay. And like I said, I, th I really believe quality is above quantity. Okay. So even if we get to the next one or a third one, mm -hmm. um, inshallah we'll benefit. What I can do now is just mention uh, some of the chapters, the headings, and then we get back to the first one. Okay. The, the, the second section is Anas Jami'an Ummah, Ummatan Wahida. That the entire human race comes from, is one Ummah is one nation. The next section the Imam speaks with is Tasamuh, uh, which basically means, uh, sorry, Ta'awun al-Insani, that is co it's cooperation, helping people, helping your partner, and because you only become better if you allow the person with you to grow. So you work together. Do we aid people? Do we assist people? Do we assist our wives? Do you ever wash the dishes for her? And the men is probably going to think I'm, I'm letting out something too much here. <laughs> but do we ever wash the dishes for our wives? Have you ever hanged the clothes for your wife? Do you, do you know what, it, uh, what a spiritual activity it is for you to actually do that? Do you know it's an act of ibadah to help her wash the dishes? It could be one of the greatest forms of worship you are doing because you are assisting the creation of Allah. You are assisting and aiding her and making her life easier 
And by doing that, you, you extend that to yourself in the Akhirah, where your life will be, where you will be aided there by Allah Ta'ala. But Sheikh, you know, I just want to add on there though, when those brothers actually make the effort, I need to, I need, I would like Sheikh to actually send a message out to our ladies as well, because we'll often hear, oh, he doesn't help me, he doesn't do anything. But when he does do it, then is oh, he doesn't know how to wash up properly, and then mm-hmm. I have got to do it all over again. Oh, look how the washing is hanging, now I've got to. So there's that lack of appreciation also, which also needs to be contained. I'm impressed. Wow. I'm impressed because you are not being uh, you you are not being biased. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are a woman, and you are still defending males. Well, I'm defending women yet, so <laughs> it's good. Um, I think we we should not be a negative people because yes. negativity does not allow you to grow. Mm-hmm. We have to be positive people, and positivity is the way forward. One of the the, the great lessons I learned from when we were young, starting to learn from our sheikhs, was. Don't feel sorry for yourself, man. Mm-hmm. We human, we, it happens, but get out of that because you don't grow like that. Be appreciative because we, one of the reasons we were created is to give thanks, mm-hmm. is to be grateful for what we have. You don't look at those who have more than you and get depressed. You look at those who have less than you and you are grateful for what you have. That effort someone is putting in needs to be acknowledged yes, both indeed. ways, mm-hmm. males to females and females to males. Um, I mentioned washing clothes and, and, and not cooking, but washing clothes and, mm. and washing the dishes. So I've tried it and um, I'm telling you that there is a, there is a spiritual barakah in, in doing it. You can have a person storming into the house, straight to the musla, walking past the wife and past the children, going straight to worship on his musla for an hour, thinking that is ibadah. But that's delusion because ibadah there is to play with your children and to be there and smile and be there for your family. That is your worship, in fact. So situations differ depending on person and from family to family. But Anasir is asking why not cooking. So I'm guessing that he's one of the cooks at home. Oh, we got a message. He says, mashallah, the sheikh has us glued to the radio and early before Fajr as well. So um, sheikh, mashallah, I think you have opened a beautiful topic. I don't think we're even going to do justice to move on to the second one. So we're going to go in for a quick ad break. When we come back, I think perhaps we could just touch on all of those chapters. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. <laughs> 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 and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just joined us, it has been, or rather, we're all glued to listening uh, to uh, Sheikh Ali Hulfi as he gives us a beautiful window into a holistic rather way of thinking of the relationship between um, women and men. So Sheikh, this time is just going too fast. So um, we've kind of strategized and said we're going to go with one at a time rather. So what is the plan now? Firstly, what is the... What, what is Buta Nasser. I cooked eh, in Egypt. I had to cook for myself and I taught people how to cook there as well. So I do my best in cooking. Okay, so do look forward to uh, Sheikh Ali Halfe's uh, cooking classes mm. coming up <laughs> soon as well. Okay. Um, the next section here deals with Anas, that human beings, Jami'an, across the board, is one single Ummah. If we think of Ummah, what does it mean? Have we ever pondered upon the word Ummah? It comes from the word um, mother. 
because we are we have one mother and that's across the board whether you are Christian or Jew or whatever you are we have one common origin and that is Sayyidina Hawa and Sayyidina Adam salam. Even dust is symbolic. Do you know that when, when we take tayammum, do you know that the dust should remind you of your father, Sayyidina Adam? It's symbolic of where you came from, your origin, that your origin is dust, and dust is sacred, and therefore we are told to tread upon this earth with humility. Humility to our mothers, to our fathers, and to the rest of creation. When we, when we take wudu and we touch water, Ibn Arabi says, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, that let that water remind you of your mother, because Inasmuch as a mother gives life, water gives life as well. And they share in that giving of life. So let water remind you of your mother and dust remind you of your father. And you'll build up your spiritual immune system with consciousness of your creator just by seeing water and just by seeing dust. These are symbolic and these are the meanings behind the forms. We can get stuck in forms and they become rituals. Mm. Do we know why we lift our hands when the prayer backwards, for example? It is to wave the material world away so that our heart faces the Qibla. Now, these are ideas that and opinions of scholars, but they, they point toward the purposes of what we are actually doing, why we are here, where are our hearts directed when we live with somebody. Do we give that attention that the person deserves and vice versa? From men to women and from women to men. So we said that Ummah is from the word Um. Um means mother. We have one mother, regardless of beliefs. That is where there's a common ancestry. Likewise, if we look at the, the word Imam, where does the Imam stand? He's the leader in front. But if you look at the root letters, the Alif, the Mim and the Mim, they come back to Um. Because there is no Imam except that it came. Yet he came from a woman, from a mother. So our very leaders should acknowledge, we should acknowledge and never forget that I'm only standing here as a leader because of a woman. And there you get you get sayings later on, later years, there is no man except that he is good because of a woman. Mm -hmm. Now this is rooted in the very fiber of our deen, that uh, the centrality and the central and sacred role that a woman plays in our community, in any community in that case. We mentioned that um, that we have a, a common origin that we came from uh, nafs and wahida in the previous section here in this section the imam pulls out uh, another verse from the quran and he mentions that the entire human race mm. coming from one uh, from one source has other ingredients in it as well to make that cooperation that 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 living together good and that is uh, tolerance Okay. Tolerance in that from one source, male and female, we have differences. And the Quran mentions al-sina, the tongues, the languages, wa al-wan and the colors. And Islam here tries to do away with racism in languages and in different cultures and things. It doesn't chase away cultures. It, 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 it in fact embraces them and revitalizes them, as we said. But when you hear the voice of your partner or you hear the different the background and the thoughts they come with, do you ever think, subhanAllah, this is a grace from Allah Ta'ala, that it's something different from me, that it's something I can learn from, that it's something I can learn to appreciate. Because in these differences do we find the barakah and the grace and the nur. And in fact, the tapestry and the architecture and the mastery 
of a creator, of the entire created order. That person who you deem has faults and is no longer appetizing to me and is not as beautiful as he or she looked before. That is a sacred essence and, and, and a sign of the Jamal, the beauty of Allah Ta'ala. And we sometimes see past that beauty because we look with our egos and not with our heart. We don't look with the eye of beauty and therefore we can't see beauty. We ought to look and should look at the hearts of people because that heart is, is sacred. So, Sheikh, just to get this now correct and bring it back down to normal society, this is where the couples go, oh, we can't have a conversation. Um, you can never understand what I'm actually saying. You don't get it. Should we be trying to be so alike? Should we be trying to get the other person to think so much like we do or be on mm. the same level? Because from what I've just heard from you now, that actually um, differences sometimes is healthy. I believe that, um, and I've come to learn that one of the, the problems we sit with is a vacuum of sacred knowledge. Mm. and. With that vacuum of sacred knowledge, of empowering ourselves, males and females, we, we, lose, we lose sight of the higher purposes. Um, and empowering ourselves with knowledge, a wife and a husband, a family, going out to seek knowledge and empowering them, themselves with classical texts like these, it builds, up, uh, it builds you up uh, outwardly and inwardly. And once we are confident Muslims, once we empower ourselves with knowledge, we, can, we have a better and holistic understanding of whom we are dealing with. I'm not just looking after a body, a person, but I'm looking after a ruh, a soul. And it's an honor from Allah Ta'ala. And it comes, like you said, both ways. We have to meet uh, both ways. And sometimes it's our egos that don't allow us, that don't allow us to, to allow the next person to grow. And therefore there's so much emphasis today on fighting that ego and allowing the, the, the heart to grow, to grow to love, to grow to see the beauty, the tapestry, the design and the craft which Allah Ta'ala has blessed that person with. So I believe it's a, it's a give and take, but I believe the foundation here is to empower ourselves with knowledge. Subhanallah. Well, Sheikh, you know, it's been absolutely amazing having you in studio with us. Um, I'm thinking that we definitely need to be going into the rest of the chapters of this beautiful text. But we're going to take a quick ad break and inshallah when we come back, um, we'll wrap up. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Haven't you just been totally glued to your radios as uh, Sheikh Ali Khalfi has been giving us a beautiful window um, into this wonderful text. Sheikh, what's the name of the text again? The text in Arabic is Al Alaqat al Dawliya fil Islam. It's international relations in Islam and deals with relationships with Muslims, non Muslims in Muslim countries 
in non-Muslim countries, in times of peace, in times of war, and so forth and so on. Um, but of course, it's in Arabic, hey? It's in Arabic. I don't know if it's an English translation. Hopefully soon we'll get a, a translation done by yourself, Sheikh, inshallah. But it's been absolutely amazing having you in studio. Any closing words on the actual topic? Um, firstly, thanks for having me and my uncle here. We've uh, it's been amazing sitting here in your company and uh -huh. sharing some thoughts and ideas. I would like to extend an invite to all the listeners mm -hmm. to the sessions I conduct. Okay. Wednesday evenings at half past seven in the evening at Masjid Al-Quds okay. in the auditorium. We are currently doing a commentary on the Asma Al-Husna. Wednesday evening, 7.30, the auditorium, Gatesville Mosque, and all are welcome to attend. And then again, Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. at Masjid Al-Quds, we are doing Tawheed Theology. But again, broadly, we're not speaking... Uh, uh, constrictly, we are speaking across the board. All are welcome to attend either Sunday <coughs> mornings or Wednesday evenings. Sheikh, just sessions. quickly, is there a fee for these classes? No, there's no fee. If uh, All are welcome to attend. Alhamdulillah. And the length of the classes? So it's about an hour and a half. An each hour session. each. Oh, hour and a half each, inshallah. Well, shukran, uh, Sheikh, for joining us on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Okay. It's been a beautiful insight. So now we've just got to book down when we'll be having you back, inshallah. inshallah. Uncle Sabir. I've been seeing you nodding your head constantly while uh, Sheikh Ali has been um, uh, giving us this wonderful insight. Any last few words from you? Uh, not really, because uh, he mentioned, he's mentioned whatever he has, and I really enjoyed his talk. Alhamdulillah. Uh, like I constantly enjoy his talk and his company. Alhamdulillah, we all do. Shukran for jo joining us on Voice us. of the Cape and do enjoy the rest of your stay in Cape Town. Thank you, thank you very much. Shukran, Sheikh, to you again. Afwan, assalamu alaikum to you and to all the listeners. Assalamu alaikum to everybody. Well, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.